it's hard to say you're not talented. Is it really? I mean, should we grow, grow thicker skin? Um, oh, maybe, but I mean, I, I, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm not really disparaging anyone's talent here. Just, I think there are degrees of excellence in musicianship, and whether someone follows through with their talent in a lifetime of pursuit largely determines how vast their skill set becomes. So, just Beethoven was just at it his entire time he was alive right. working on music. Where I don't think that Mick Mars and Kirk Hammett are working on music on their off years. You know, you're right. They're on yachts, likely. Well, then, can you really compare them? I mean, you can compare Metallica songs to Beethoven songs because Beethoven was the first death metal star of human history, right? I hate categorizing things. Well, it, it is necessary. It, it, Why, dude? Because we think and understand the world through concepts and words, and if we're not clear about definitions, then well, I always get in trouble confused. because I, no matter what I say, if I say, well, I don't care for that artist or any of his or her work, I, it doesn't do anything for me. People say, you're such a conceited snob and you don't give respect. This person sold a hundred Brazilian records. Well, when people are compared categorically and they're up for the same Grammy, say, right, then I think this matters to some degree. And I think that it illustrates a large-scale confusion. Whenever you see a band and there's the guitar player and the bass player and the drummer, and then there's just this person standing there singing. Like, I am largely skeptical of that musician. Like, right. I, in my opinion, if, if you're not in command of the harmony or the rhythm to some degree and you're just singing the melody, then you're a lot like a karaoke singer or you might as well just be in your shower. So I guess that's where my elitism, my elitism comes to play, where I'm... Have you ever Not been impressed. in a band with a lead singer frontman who didn't play an instrument? Here and there, but never in a serious way, because that was never the type of band I wanted to be yeah, in. I was never in a band like that. I, I've been in, most of the bands I've been in. I've, I've been most of the guys in the band were singer songwriter frontmen, right? Mm -hmm. And we would do everybody's songs. Yeah, that's the best kind of band, the Beatles format. Right. The, that was the bands that we've been in together. Yeah. That's that's that was what I always like to do, and I, I you know, I think we should make a, another record soon. Well, we just made a record before this podcast, so maybe we'll play a snippet of it. Oh, okay. So, uh, a musical identity. Yeah. So, as a beginner, and you're learning the art and craft of music for the first time. I think it's important to decide what channel you're going to go down. Are you going to, going to be a singer? Are you going to be a guitar player who writes songs? Are you going to be a lead guitar player? Because generally speaking, that requires enough focus in and of itself that you don't have the intellectual headspace to also then be a singer-songwriter. So at least that was my experience. I, I didn't become a, a songwriter till after I was a lead guitar player because I was focused on being Kirk Hammett. Yeah, I did abandon being being the lead guitar player at a at an early age. Yeah, well, it requires a lot of headspace. Right. Well, I just never found anybody to play bass that I didn't want to choke. So, yeah, it's it's a rough instrument. 
It's so easy. What What's your musical identity? Lead guitar player, singer, yes, lead, songwriter? Lead guitar player, sideman has been my my primary focus. And I guess that's what I'm probably the best at, is being someone's sideman. But I've always been fascinated by songwriting, and I wanted to be a singer too, but it came on much slower. But I have been working on it. So at this point, I guess I would consider myself uh, both. I, I, I can lead sing, and I can also be the sideman. But I'm certainly still better at being a sideman. And if I were to shop myself out professionally to play in this band or that band, right. if someone was hiring someone, I, I would feel exquisitely confident to say, yes, you may hire me as a lead guitar player, harmony singer, and I would do a bang-up job. Right. Whereas someone's hiring me to front their band, I'd be like, well, you know, I'll do my best. Yeah, I've never fronted a band all by myself. I've uh, been asked to to do to try that. I just don't. I'm like, okay, all, all that would be would we we'd call it the Johnny Band, and it'd still be the same. It'd be you guys. Uh, <laughs> That's the band I would want to record with, and you know, if something went truly wrong and we got to hit the road, that's a band I'd want to tour with. Yeah, I would tour with that band. I yeah. thought that Grand Vision Channel and the Williams Band were good experiences. If we were a five-piece with Mo and Brett, and we could call it the Song Dynasty, it would be non-stop perfection. Especially if we included. Some electronic musicians, right? That's my next category type. Is what do you think of electronic musicians? Do you uh, have anything to say about the the DJs of the world or, or the uh, the sequencers? I um like EDM even. I guess so. Yeah, mainly a recorded medium, but right, you could still perform. I tell you, um, people. A lot of people jumped off the uh, USS Radiohead when they started getting uh, electronic, electric-y, right? I got off the train. Man, uh, that's when I went up to the captain's quarters and hit my knees and said, Tom York, Captain York, oh, Captain, my captain. <laughs> that's when I was like, they're the best, P- period. It blew my fucking mind what they were doing. You have to allow a band to grow. What a beautiful thing they've done, in my opinion. And there's a I haven't heard everything else that sounds just you know like it's all sampled on your Mac. Do you know what I mean? Where they are by and large creating their sound, their electronic sounds organically. I mean they do use samples and they do use synths, etc. Right. But they are also using electric guitars in a way that mimics electronica. Their last, what was their last record? King of Limbs? Or was there one after that? Me not know. But they have, they still do some guitar rock. And it's it's good too, you know? That's the one thing that I've actively searched for is EDM, but rock, but m- melodic with pretty vocals. You know what I mean? Sure, what is that category of music? Does that's it have a title? The ra- it's the Radiohead category? Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's why it is. And that's probably why I can't find anything that that's like them because there's li- there's nothing like them. 
Okay, well, what about DJs? Do you have any soft spots in your heart for this type of musician? I will always, always carry DJ Jazzy Jeff in my heart as... No, I don't know. I don't know anything about DJs. It is an, as an art form, especially if they're clever with the the song choice. With the samples and the, and yeah. the scratches. And, and the, the, moving the records back and forth. Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, nope. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree <laughs> that, that it, it is something that is close to being a musician, but we're going to have to say, uh, I will have to say that they are not a musician. And I'm going to say that they are, in fact, a musician. They are manipulating an electrical instrument, and they are playing it. That's for sure. Okay. They are most assuredly musicians, um, but I don't know any of their names, okay? Okay, here's another category that you probably don't know any names, but it's a important one, and that is session players. So what comes to mind for me would be the Funk Brothers, who did all the Motown hits in the 60s. Mm-hmm. And these are just excellent bass players, drummers, and guitarists, usually pianists that are the out-of-focus guys in the background of the photograph. But they're largely responsible for some of the best music that we all love. Amen. You can go all the way back to Hank Sr. and those maniacs who backed him up in the studio and and, and live. Ooh, boy. Those yeah. cats could play. Yeah, I'm a little bit ignorant about early... Hank Sr. I would, I would advise everyone within the sound of my voice who is not an alcoholic to go buy a, an alcohol brand that makes you real f- touchy-feely and emotional and listen to Hank Sr. all night. You'll cry. You'll, it'll blow your mind. Well, largely due to his session players was he so good sonically. Would you agree? Yeah, but he wrote the songs. But the category on hand here is session players and their contribution or pros and cons. Do you have any experience here session playing? Have you ever trespassed this realm? I've, no, not really. I've never, no one's ever said, hey, will you want to play on my album? You know what I mean? I would definitely say yes. To, to anybody? Well, no, maybe not anybody, but, you know, if the, no one's ever asked me. I do know that it is especially demanding work. I've done it a couple of times, sporadically. I've, I've never made my living as a session player, so that sounds interesting to me. I know but, I could do it, and I'd be, I'd be good at it and very efficient. Well, my experience is the efficiency is the hardest part. So, for right. example, I, I did some session work for our friend and colleague, Lauren Dimache. She sure. was making a recording maybe a year and a half ago, and she called me... And said, will you come to Lawrenceville tonight, right now, and play a guitar solo? And I said, of course I'll do that. I'd love to do that. And I did, and I do believe it took me longer than she expected to get something recording-worthy down. And this uh, I just am putting in play to illustrate that you know, what do you, what do you think about me as a lead guitar player? If someone was like, man, could jump, come in here and lay down a lead, lickety split, you'd probably be like, yeah, man, he'd be, 
pretty good at that, right? Yeah. Well, sure, and and I I know I can... you well enough that I would say he is if you put him you put him up with all the guys and say get up there, pull shit out of your ass, and you know just get through it. He knows more theory than most people and would do a better job. On top of that, if you give him a month to woodshed shit with your band, then he's like a metronome of perfection. I That's prefer I to write people. solos. I prefer to write solos. That's absolutely right. But I love improvising solos too. So she wanted me to improvise something, and I did to the best of my ability, but I ended up just improvising to composing in real time. I don't know. It maybe took me like an hour or so to play a 16-bar guitar solo break. Right. Something long enough, just long enough. You know, secretly, I am good at making up guitar solos, and but I've never done it, really. Well, it's brutal. Well, to play it live is impossible. So I've never... That's when I gave up on lead guitar, was when I was like, there's just... I don't have... I can't play these solos. I can't... It takes up every ounce of my being. You can't just play it once and then your brain has it. You just it, you right. need to be relentless with repetition. It yeah. is a cruel, cruel animal. Right. Lead guitar. And bass players, plug your ears, okay? I don't have to practice all that much on bass. There, I said it. <sighs> it's a lot like playing rhythm guitar once you get it together. Right. If you play two strings at the same time on bass, you're like Nito Torpedo. <laughs> and what band was he in? Huh? Nito Torpedo? He played for the uh, USS Inner Surprise. Yeah, I heard they were pretty good. They were, they were all right. They preceded Space Force. So moving on to the next category, which is orchestral players. Do you have any thoughts about this kind of musician or how it... My view is that they are almost a completely different animal from what you and I do. Like, the, it's we're both musicians, you and I, in this orchestral player, but we couldn't possibly be further apart in what it is that we're up to. Well, mad respect, though, right? Oh, of course. You can't yeah. do that without practicing constantly, too. Yeah. Even if uh, it's the same shit. It's a lot like lead guitar playing right. a, a melody instrument, like, say, you're an oboe. Player right. or flute player. Take this into consideration. That is, if you remove their music stand, by and large, these players stop playing and are sometimes petrified to do anything. Well, that's rude. You've never encountered this? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's not, it's not, yeah, that's what I'm saying. This isn't a fringe, a fringe phenomenon. Okay. So well, that to me is strange. That's, that, that's pretty odd. If I gave you a French horn and put you in front of everybody, I was like, go do it now. Yes, you're right. I could not make sense with a French horn in front of a large audience at the drop of a hat. Right. I don't know. It's all the same thing. They're a cover band. Yeah. Uh, right? Well, they're sight reading. They're also data processors. Yeah, but they're playing the hits. Interpreters, yeah, sure. If they want to get people to Heinz Hall, they've got to play Beethoven and Mozart, etc. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. They're getting paid, maybe. Yeah, orchestral players. Uh, I think you know what. Now that I well. think about it, I bet you that they get a lot of grant money. Yeah, well, it's just like any art form that needs to be conserved. It's not necessarily lucrative in the free market, but it is a valuable thing. So it makes sense to uh, endorse these art forms with our money, either going to their concerts or 
say you're an alumni at a university that has an orchestra, maybe donate, you know? Right. <clears throat> that to me seems an, uh, like a good idea. And a related musician type is composers. So do you have any thoughts about composers? Do you have any favorite composers? Me, personally, I really enjoy the film composers. Like, I love John Williams. I love all his movies that he makes, even Jaws 2. I love the <laughs> yeah the Jaws two <laughs> soundtrack is awesome. No, you're right. Um, probably old Beethoven. Yeah, so going with the the normal composers yeah. Bach, Beethoven, and Brahms, and, well, like and the usual suspects. Tchaikovsky. Yeah, I like Liszt. Do you like his over the top piano stuff? Because he has the most otherworldly piano yeah. music. Yeah, but I I also love Claude Claude Debussy. Yeah, which is real dreamy. It's, it's. I love that. Yeah, me too. But uh, I, you know what, man? I I really should go back, start with Bach, and start ripping him off. There has to be a, a way to pull some rock and roll songs, some Bach and roll, right? Yeah, you might end up sounding like Ingve uh, Malmsteen. Maybe, but it might. It might. Spur something. What? What's after? What's after Bach? Well, then it goes into the pre-classical period, and oddly enough, it's Bach's sons. So he had two very famous sons that were popular, more popular than he was, in fact, in the day: Carl Philip Emanuel and Johann Christian. And they were uh, getting into the style that was a departure from Baroque music. So Baroque music is sort of like the maximum amount of notes and music theory being propelled off your skull per second. <laughs> so there was this movement in the 1730s, 1740s, pre-classical. Classical, you could say 1750, 1760-ish. But 1730, they wanted to get into these more periodic melodies. So you can think of a periodic melody as a hook, like a nice, clear declaration of a melody that you could sing while whistling down the street. Right. That became ascendant. And... That is what's next. And I like that period in music. And that leads into Haydn. So he was sort of pre-classical, in, and then he was like the king of the classical. Haydn was super good. Yeah, you're right about Haydn. We worked him into Seek and Destroy. Yeah. He's out in the block yard, Haydn. <laughs> Running on our way, Joseph Haydn. <laughs> you will stay, remember? I do remember, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's good. Yeah. So I, I would put the category of composer as something closer to what it is that we do in, in the pop music realm. Because they're conducting, which is playing an orchestra like an instrument, plus they're writing something from the ground up. So this is quite a bit different than the flautist behind the music stand crushing every part that the composer writes. Right. So I, I, I know that I'm not in the same category as, as the most magnificent composers on earth, but I certainly feel more kindred with them. That's that's the difference between entertainer and creator. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's yeah. I guess that clearly demarcates the difference. So the next category I have is songwriters, which are pretty similar to composers, but of course operating in the pop music realm, the one that you and I are most familiar with. Right. So the the most general permutation of the songwriter is the guitar player singer or the pianist singer. And such a player typically generates some sort of chord progression while reciting their poetry to melodic hooks over top of what they've composed. So 
this is probably the type of musician that I feel closest to that we've talked about so far. Me too. Except I'm, uh, I'm a player, like a bass player and a singer, right? And a songwriter. Yes. Yeah. But I'm not, I don't consider my lyrics to be good or really worth anything at all. I think they're pretty good. Not really ever. Everyone has boners every once in a while. Yeah, and I have them all the time. My lyrics are like a 13-year-old boy. Just a constant boner. But you have... That's how I break songwriters up, right? Like... um, Good players who write bad lyrics. Right. And, you know, people who can't even play... Who can't even sing who write amazing lyrics. Yeah, so obviously Bob Dylan, etc. Bob... Yeah, Bob... I mean, and then... uh, I heard somebody say Bob Dylan is like uh, Edgar Allan Poe playing country music, which I thought was funny. But yeah, that's pretty clever. Yeah. Um, but yes, he had a lot of shit to say, right? Yeah, like people seven like or him, eight verses. Right. People like song. him because of his lyrics. Yeah, and covers of his songs are almost universally better. Sure. To a musician... But his fans are into the poetry, right? Yeah, exactly. I'm into the music. I agree. I'm more on the music side, but I agree that both need to be there. You can't be terrible at poetry. Oh, I need a lyricist then, if I was really ever going to do it, because I can come up with some crazy rhythms and put some wild shit together that makes a nice song. Well, the songwriters can put it all together. I mean, I've seen you put it all together before, and I have some experience doing it myself. It's hard. It's best to push an idea all the way through to completion if you have one. Right. Because it's it's seductive to just set it on the shelf. Like, okay, I got a verse. That's true. Revisit that tomorrow. And that's hard. uh, Songwriting is a lot of work. The lyrics, I always think, wow, that's lame. I guess I don't have shit to say. That is nice. <laughs> Occasionally. Yeah. All of my songs would be, fuck you, fuck you, you can eat a bag of dicks. Fuck you too. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Okay, so let's go on to the next category. Okay. And that is producers. So this would be someone who folds their arms in the studio and tells the artist to do it again. But it, it can also be a musician like Dr. Dre who participates in constructing the musical background and occasionally raps. So do you have any favorite producers or, or do you have any any thoughts about this category of musician? Again, I respect it. Um, aren't they just kind of there to make sure that these party animals focus long enough to get good takes to put something together? That's the traditional role, but maybe that's the executive p- producer. Okay. Take someone like George Martin, who not only took on that role, but also contributed to arrangements, would occasionally yeah. play piano, would arrange string parts, and all these proper musical contributions. Yeah, okay. He's totally yeah, I'm a, great a musician. Admirer. You're right. I guess anything that gets put out has that person. Yeah, there's usually some person that is punching up the track somehow. Okay, let's go on to another category, and that is uh, side men and side women. So these are 
not the stars of the show, but often they're on stage doing a great job. For example, Paul McCartney's current touring band is filled with probably the Guinness Book of World Records' best sidemen on earth. Oh, yeah? Who? Well, I don't know their names, but I have heard many of their performances, and they're all fantastic. They can play the guitar and bass and, and sing harmonies in a way that's perfect. So I, I like this category of musician. I, I like the unsung hero. I do too. It's what I've done my whole life. Most of the time when I see live music, I'm paying attention to the sideman. Right. I like the lead guitar player. I, I, most of the time in the bands I've been in, I've been handed the duties of uh, singing the high parts, playing the bass lines, and in a lot of cases, yammering through the silence, right? Well, that's an important role because right. uncomfortable silence in a live setting uh, crushes everybody's spirit, apparently. Right. Well, great news, folks. I talk in my fucking sleep. So I'll talk, you know? Yeah, tell jokes. Where does that, is that, does that make me a musician? Well, it's certainly an ancillary skill set. Right. If you can play and sing, then you can also tell really funny jokes right. between songs, Right, you're going to get the job over the person that can just play and sing and is mute. I don't know why we're in this basement and not in a stadium, me and you. I'm hoping to move the Chase and the Chords podcast to a stadium venue. Okay, yeah, that would be great. It'd be nice to have 3,000 people listening, right? Well, well, that brings me to my next category of musician that is related, and that is the basement shredder. So this would be the player that you and I most certainly know. That never right, man. He's Humato Yoshi and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and he and the Foot Clan are going to take over the rock and fuck and roll universe. Well, there's that guy, but then there's also the guy that just spends his life playing sweep arpeggios in the basement to s- such a degree that he or she is better than most human beings, but never plays live and never joins a band but is a remarkable musician right? for reasons that defy the normal convention of musician. Usually you rehearse, you practice, then present. There's never the present factor with there such, are such a player. There like that, man, who just are terrified of performing in front of other people. The basement shredder guy. I know a bunch of guys like that. Yeah, the basement shredder is a yeah. pretty common person. And they, you're, you're right that they do... I mean, it's just... I, the, most of the guys I know are in their 40s, and if they're not at work or playing golf, then they're playing uh, video games or guitar. Sometimes simultaneously. Yeah, for sure. Defying all physics. Right. And I know a couple guys who will get together with me and, and my brother. We never do, but if but we should. We no, nobody ever has time, and we we could set up and learn a bunch of covers, and even write some songs and learn them, but they just would never go out and play it. So it'd be a useless waste of time. It's not a waste of time because the fun, that's what they live for, is being in a barn with a PA and some dudes and some beers. It does sound fun. It is fun. Just jamming out, man, being a garage band. Uh, They have no motivation other than the absolute joy they receive from playing in a band. 
perhaps we've stumbled upon the purest musician prototype without the the need to present. Yeah, maybe. You want to put a band together, man? Just be basement. Call it the Basement Shredder Dynasty. That's what I want to add to our conversations is is to always have a song that we play so That's, that I like that that thought. it's it's we can edit it in somehow or we can use it as the fade out music right if you listen to this go to at brian jump net on twitter and uh tell him a cover maybe we'll learn it that's a good idea so if you want a cover for johnny and i to play maybe you have a suggestion and we'll try it out but go to his facebook you have multiple platforms i have a, a twitter I wouldn't suggest ever reading any of it, but I have one. You do? Yeah. I have one now. Billy of the Hills? At Billy of the Hills, D-A, the Hills. Because Johnny, at Johnny Southern's taken, at Jonathan Southern's taken. So if you've made it this far into the podcast, first of all, congratulations. And second of all, homework assignment, please suggest a song for Johnny and I to learn. Some covers, man. Everybody has a, a favorite song, and try to keep it in a contextual, you know, realm of a guitar, a bass, and two vocals, because that's what that's what we have. That's what we're working with. Okay, so let's move on to my final two categories that I think we can lump into uh, one discussion, and that is singers and drummers. So you have to admit that they are sort of fringe from what it is that you and I mainly do. Singers say that aren't playing a harmony instrument like guitar or piano, and if they're just standing there and singing. And then a musician who plays an instrument that makes no notes. Like Now I concede that rhythm is arguably the most important part of music, but it's what a drummer is up to in a song and what I'm up to in a song is usually as far apart as you possibly can be. Well, not me, man. I play bass, so I'm with the drummer. Well, you've got notes, at least. Right. Well, no, you're right. i tell you, uh, my first... The best part about drummers for me is my first experience of being in a band with a drummer, when the drummer was my brother. And so all we did was insult each other the entire time. He'd say something, and I'd be like, hey, listen, why don't you just hide back there behind the drums, maintain your virginity, and if we need something translated from Klingon, we'll call you. Jump over his kit and punch me. But um, That's not the abnormal drummer experience. I think many people have this sort of little brother maneuver about their drummer. People pick on drummers. I always did, you know. It's not cool, but you're always in the back. I mean, if you're a drummer who sings, and you if you can sit on a kit and grab the spotlight, then that's a whole different bag, baby. It sure is. It's no. amazing. So the, the connected category is drummers slash singer, the person yeah. that can sing great harmonies or even lead sing, say, Levon Helm. Right, Brett Staggs. Brett Staggs. Now, my brother can will wow you <laughs> with his metal drumming skills. And there's no denying that, you know, I mean, I don't know if he can, his back's a little screwed up, but man, when he could play, he can, he's, 
really good, especially metal. Singers who just sing. And drummers who just drum. And drummers who just drum. Singers who just sing better have something motherfucking super profound and amazing to say. Or they better be able to sing their fucking nuts off. Well, here's the thing. Even if they can sing their fucking nuts off, and they're really providing something, is this guy is always the last one to get to the gig with his, you know, with his microphone in a case. And you're hauling <laughs> amplifiers up steps. He's like, oh, I made it, guys. And, and he goes and to the bar. He's also the first guy to get laid. Well, there are inequities, and yeah. that is certainly one of them. Right. He brings a case with a microphone in it, and then the ladies flock to him. Look around and realize you're not the only fucking idiot on the planet. Stop partying and being a douche. The guys who get the most play are always the biggest ass wipes. Am I wrong? No, wise words from Johnny Southern, and I appreciate that. Because I was the biggest ass wipe in our band. Anyway, Johnny, thanks again for coming on the podcast. I hope that you got something from this conversation. And thanks to all of our listeners. Until next time. Thanks, everyone. I've got